ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Hello, hello everybody. We are back for another episode. I'm with James as, as usual. Um, so how's your week been? All good? How was... Um, how was Friday? Uh, yeah, really good. London Film and Comic, Comic Con was uh, back happening, summer edition. Um, managed to get some good signatures for the collection. I've got, um, I think it's like 560-odd signatures now <laughs> oh, in wow. the old collection. Yeah, so um, no, it was really good. We can we can talk about that if you like, mate. Um, give you the skinny on who I met and stuff. Um, yeah. Also, there's been a, a leaked trailer um, as of uh, time of recording uh, for Mando 3, which looked very exciting. Yeah, I saw that. You sent me a message, didn't you? That looked, yeah, really good. Just some sort of war going on. They're fighting someone. So, yeah, we'll have a little chat about that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, and there's also a cool documentary coming out at the end of July um, all about behind the scenes, Industrial Light and Magic. So not just Star Wars, but all the good work that they've done since Inception, but obviously very Star Wars heavy. So we... Getting excited about that it should be good. Is that is that like an episodic thing or just like a sort of two and a half hour long? It feels like, yeah, like a one-off, doesn't it? I think it feels like that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot to cover because they've got, yeah, like you said, they, they, they've done loads of films. So and push the boundaries like all the time. So there's a lot of groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. And um, you mentioned to me that it's the anniversary coming up of uh, Phantom Menace as well. So maybe touch a little bit on that. Yeah, definitely. Good old Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's funny, actually. My um, my my poor brother caught caught the virus recently, so he's been laid up. And um, he said, as a treat, he ordered himself online and got delivered a projector. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's got himself a little sort of home projector, and he sent me a, a picture saying, "I've treated myself to something whilst I'm kind of isolating," and. Uh, he had like a film shown on the on the wall, and I was like, "Oh, did you get a projector?" He's like, "Yeah." Can you guess what film I'm watching? And I was like, "It's the Phantom Menace, isn't it?" <laughs> He's like, "How did you know?" And it was basically the shot of when you know when the uh, silver um, TC14 walks out and goes, "Oh goodness!" with the old drinks, yeah, and the and yeah. the battle droids are there waiting to shoot down Obi Wan and Qui Gon. <laughs> That was a summer film, so um, yeah, it was a July film, wasn't it? So that's why it's coming up. The older, uh, obviously, that was the anniversary here in the UK, but in America, it was a few months early, wasn't it? Well, I was going to say it was, it was July anniversary for some people, but for others who saw it yeah. in May or June time, then uh, yeah. But we'll we'll get to that. We'll do a little a little teaser, shall we, for that Absolutely. at the end of the show, maybe. Nice, nice. The ability to speak does not make you intelligent. Um, all right, well, should I dive into to London Film and Comic Con then? Should we have a little chat about yeah, that? Yeah, go for it. So, yeah, um, yeah, who did you see and what was it like? It was on Friday, wasn't it? Just, right? Yeah, it was, it, was actually, um, it was actually pretty good. I mean, I suppose because the Friday typically is the quietest day because a lot of people go are at work and, you know, kids are still at school and all that sort of thing. Um, so it was busy, but I managed to get all the autographs that I wanted. Um, and, yeah, from a... A good cross section of the of the franchise. So I got a lot of 
um, original trilogy people, which is my main focus. But I also started an Obi-Wan Kenobi poster and added some names to my Book of Boba Fett poster as well. So it was pretty good. So the day started off with uh, running upstairs to where the, the bigger guests are and um, the queue for Tom O'Connell, who played one of the stunt Darth Vader's in Obi-Wan, was already pretty big. So decided to jump straight into that and, and bite the bullet. But it only took about, I don't know, 15 minutes or so to to get up to him. Um, he was a really nice guy. Um, massive. I took a picture of him. I put it on Twitter. He dwarfs me. Yeah. Yeah, huge. Like just like really muscly and like really tall, but like just such a, a, like, a lovely guy. He had like a American American twang to his voice and he just kind of like was so polite and kind. And I was like, you're Darth Vader, man. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't compute, do you know what I mean? Um, but uh, the good thing was, I, we talked last week about that sh- behind-the-scenes shot about Vader getting whipped back and then the rocks and stuff. And uh, I asked him if that was him, and he said it was. Ah, that's good. Yeah. So I said, was it an old-fashioned wire job? And he said, pretty much, he said that they got um, he got uh, wired up to this thing called a ratchet. Yeah. And then obviously, he, as the further he walked out, the, the longer the, the wire came out and stuff. And then, yeah, they were doing doing the fight. And uh, three, two, one, as you see in the video, and he gets he gets yanked back. So yeah, it was Tom. Brilliant, because it looked. I mean, yeah, as we know, it looked great. So it's good to know it's actually real. You know, and it's good that he's in the yeah in the suit. Did you ask him any more other bits, or did you have to kind of move along, move along? <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit stormtrooper. It was a bit, yeah, move along. Um, no, I, I asked him for a picture and he, he kindly acquiesced. I think most people were doing that anyway, but the the kind of the handlers get a little bit itchy because if there's a big queue, obviously everyone wants to get an, at least an autograph. So they try and whip you through as as quickly as possible. Um, but no, I said, I said to him, you know, like kind of what a job to, to win, you know, like, you know, what, what a great role and stuff. And he was like, yeah, it was really good. And he enjoyed working with Hayden and uh, Demetrius and the movement coach and everything. He said it was a real collaborative effort. Um, and yeah, I I might have cheekily asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast as well. Oh yeah, nice. And uh, he said he 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 seemed keen and he said yes. And I've sent him uh, an email to the address that he's given me, so I'm just waiting to hear back. So watch this space. Oh, he's hoping that'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't know if he was just being polite or if he was being genuine, but either way, it's it's, it's worth it, isn't it? Worth a go. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he, he was really good. And then um, I was waiting for um, Dorian Kingy, who plays Cad Bane. He was, like, on the table next to Tom. Mm. But he arrived a little bit late, so I decided to... As I turned around, I was going to go and see some of the original trilogy people that were based on the ground floor. Um, but uh, as I looked across the, the first floor room, I saw that uh, uh, Christina Gailey, who played R2 in uh, Book of Boba Fett, was like she didn't have a queue at that at that precise point. So I just ran over. Um, she was really lovely. She's the the first ever female to play R2D2. Right. So what she she's in the Book of Boba Fett, is she? Oh. Yeah, you know you know when it turns into the Mandalorian two point five. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah, with Luke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they used the practical, a practical R two D two for quite a lot of it. So I suppose he doesn't do that much winning about, does he? Not loads, no. But I don't know. A few little head turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's more authentic if they do it the old school, isn't it? Still, totally. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so she was really nice. Um, yeah, first ever female to, to play R2-D2. Um, she said that she was thrilled to be sort of following in the footsteps of Kenny Baker and um, delighted to be doing a, a comic con and stuff like that. Um, I asked her for a, a, a photo at the table and she got confused and thought that I meant doing like the official photo ops that they do like over the way in like the little studio that they put up. Right, okay. Um, do you know what I mean? She thought I was like trying to sort of hop the queue and like get a photo done. I was like, no, no, just like over the table, like quick sort of pat. And in the end, she was like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's fine. So got a picture with her as well, which was lovely. Um, so, yeah, so I ticked those off. Dorian Kingy still wasn't knocking about. So I was like, right, I'll go downstairs to the original trilogy people next. Um, and, yeah, there was a great, great spread of um, snow troopers, storm troopers, um, Jabba's palace people and stuff like that. Um, so I met. So I've met Jack McKenzie before, who plays Cal Elder in Empire Strikes Back. He's one of the uh, rebels in Hoth on inside the base that actually has some lines. Right. So he he's the guy who comes in and says, oh, all the patrols have checked in, st- still no sign of Skywalker or Solo and all that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, and he was the second one that I said, fancy coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'm delighted to say um, he actually emailed me back today as just before we started recording saying that he would be up for it. Brilliant. And he's got, yeah, he's got a couple of other projects that he's doing at the moment. So he just needs a week or so to, to get them done and dusted. And, and then he said, we can arrange a time. Oh, nice work. Happy days. We could talk about, talk about Lions and Empire. Yeah, man. So is that the bit where that's not the bit where Solo goes over my dead body? That bit, that he, is the scene before that, is it? When both of them are out, or scene after when they're both out? It's I think it's the one after when they're like when hit, yeah, when they say the shield doors must be closed and they're like, no, they're still out there and stuff like that. And um, Chewie does a roll. Yeah, Chewie's upset, and of course he yeah, is. Yes, yeah, it's his best pal. Um, a little sidebar, like this, this threw me for a loop. I didn't know this until I started collecting autographs. Right. But the guy that says the the shield doors must be closed um, is um, oh, I can only think of his character name now, Major Derlin. Um, oh, what's his name? The geezer from Cheers. Um, he does all the voices in Pixar. I can't remember his name. Oh, um, the uh, Ham, the the guy who does. Ham yeah, John Ratzenberger. John Rat. Yeah, he's in, yeah. he's in every Pixar film. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he. I went to a convention about I, I don't know, like nearly a, nearly a decade ago or something, and he was a guest. And I was looking at his thing, and it said like like Toy Story and and like Cheers and all that sort of thing, and it had Star Wars on it, and I was like, huh. And yeah, he's like he plays like a speaking rebel in in Empire, and I was like, never knew that. Wow, so random. So I got um, I got a little dual picture now of him and uh, Jack McKenzie, like on the same image, like both signed with quotes and stuff. So pretty banging. Great. Oh, nice work. Yeah, loving that. Um, I met Alan Swaden, who played, uh, he played a stormtrooper in every one of the original trilogy films and also snowtrooper in Empire as well. I added him to a little snowtrooper multi that I've got going on. Um, so that was good. Um, Ian Durant, Terry Francis, um, Larry Estrin, all played stormtroopers. Like They were just there. 
So I've got like a little, I've got a little eight by 10 stormtrooper picture, like just generic kind of like studio shot. And I'm just getting it filled up slowly, but surely right. with like different names. <laughs> Hundreds of names. Yeah. Just try Yeah. Just trying to squeeze in as many as I can. <laughs> um, so that was pretty nifty. Um, and then, yeah, I managed to get, um, uh, Tam- uh, Tamara Carlson, who, pl- who plays Max Rebo in the book of Boba Fett. Managed to get her on the poster as well. And she said that, because, um, you know, Max obviously plays like a keyboard in like wherever wherever he is, bloody palace, cantina, casino, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she yeah. she said, I couldn't believe this, right? She said that, because I said to her, oh, you, like, obviously, because you do take after take, like, you know, because you're in the background. Like, did you like always remember to hit the same keys or did it, is it all just random and stuff? And she said, she said, no, no, I had to, um, I didn't have to, but she memorized like a certain sequence of keys because they gave her the, the music that, that she'd be playing, like playing. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So she said she spent three weeks listening to nothing but that track and working out where her fingers would go and stuff like that. So when it came to it, she could just, it didn't matter if it was take one or take seven, she'd be like on it. That's brilliant. What detail. I know. It's great detail. It's isn't it? dedication, isn't it? Yeah, three weeks. And she said that, um, she also said that, because I said, was it hot inside the suit? And um, obviously technological advances have come on so much that she said it wasn't wasn't quite so bad. They, um, they I think Hayden Christensen had said this about the Vader suit as well. Like they kind of have this like cooling sealant inside, like inside the suit so they can pump like cool water that goes all the way around. So it kind of takes the edge off. Uh, okay. Because I think back back when they filmed um, Return of the Jedi, um, was it Simon Williamson is Max Rebo, and he like I think he told me once before that he was just in that horrible sweaty suit for like hours, just like frazzled. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, well, it's also yeah. the ones that like are in um, like the desert and stuff. Do you know what I mean when they do all the like? I think was it Simon Pegg? He was that sort of large one in in. Um, which one was it? I think it was the episode seven, wasn't it? He was in oh, yeah. Uncle Pluck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like in the middle of Dubai, in the middle of the desert, massive suit on. He just took it off on the behind the scenes and absolutely sweating, <laughs> like dedication to Star Wars. Yeah, man, that's that's it, isn't it? Like, I'd I'd do it if they asked me to. I'd be like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, who else did I meet? I met, um, so I finally met Dorian Kingy. I went back up to the first floor and it, and he was back. And again, the, like the queue was kind of like for Tom O'Connell at that point had dwindled right down because obviously the initial rush. So everyone had moved over to like Dorian at this point. So again, it was another sort of, um, sort of 10 minute queue, but again, can't really complain too much when people are queuing up for about an hour to meet like Christopher Lloyd and people like that. So, mm. um, yeah, but he was great. He had a Cad Bane hat on. Brilliant. It wasn't the same colour, but it was like a very similar like thing, and he kept it on the whole. Every time I saw him, he had it on all the time. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, obviously, he played the part, so of of course he's gonna. This is true, but like I, I sort of went up to him and I said, "Man, like you, like you just look so much like him." Do you know what I mean? Like the, his posture and the length of his arms and his legs and everything was just like. If, if you saw him walking in from a distance, like he does in the in that episode when he walks out of the desert and stuff, you just be like, "Yeah, man, like it's just." Just Cad Bane. Yeah. So again, he's alive. Thinking in my mind, is that a real person or is that CG? I can't remember. 
No, he's it's real. It's real. With I think he had some. Um, see, I, I didn't ask him. I should have. But it feels like he had some sort of like makeup with CG embellishments. Maybe right. I should have asked him. I, I didn't think. Cause it does look real when he's like close up to the legs and things like that. Do you know what I mean? When he's trying to you know to take the the gun out and things. But um, yeah, just obviously his face is very, you know, is very kind of. Uh, yeah, not very human-like. So yeah, it's just whether that was sort of a mask or whether that was. It doesn't look like a mask. It does look a bit CG, but I can't remember now. Yeah, I was so excited when he was on there. And obviously, he did he do the voice in the original series, and then done the voice, or did he just actually play him? Uh, I think he just played him. Just actually played. Him I think so. Him. Yeah, I think yeah, I think the voice yeah. was maybe um was someone else. Um, yeah. But he just, man, he just like, I don't think there was, like, if there was any CG done with the face, there wasn't a lot. Because he, re- he, he really looked like, like, campaign, like, yeah, yeah. Um, again, he was, he was super sweet as well, like, really nice guy. And like, I just, you know, he's alive. He's, he's alive. He's not dead. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's got to be in something else, isn't he? Sure. They've got to use him. Yeah. yeah. They've got to use him again at some point. He's such a, he's such, you know, he, see, sort of seeing him like real life like that sort of made you feel like when you first sort of saw Boba Fett, do you know what I mean? Like, just like, wow, like this really imposing, interesting character. Mm. Um, obviously, he was in it for so little, wasn't it, really? Just two episodes, well, right at the end of the penultimate episode, wasn't it? And then the last episode, really. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think, um, if they're going to do some stuff that's, if he is dead, then they can still use him in the stuff that happens before that that point in time, couldn't they? So, but yeah, there's plenty coming up um, that sort of happened before Boba Fett Mando mm. time. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty good. Um, so yeah, so that was that was pretty much my day. Um, I also met Terence Musto as well, who uh, he's one of the ones that um, makes me think, you know, maybe I go a bit too far with this with this hobby because he's he's in he's in a, a Star Destroyer, um, and he had these nice pictures on on his table with like you know sort of like a um, couple of people in the foreground stuff, and I was like, so which one actually are you? And he's like, you see that bloke right at the back, and his head's facing away and looking to the left. That's me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'll take one. <laughs> So the whole like two floors are just sort of people signing, or is there like little exhibitiony bits and other bits as well? Like, and what's the whole what's the whole shebang? Because it's at Excel, isn't it? No, it was at Olympia. Oh, Olympia was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So but yeah. So basically, it's like it is an exhibition as well. So you've got like um uh like stalls there, people selling their wares and stuff like that. You know, uh people selling like posters, um people selling like. Their, uh, like their artwork, their own artwork, or people selling like books and DVDs and sweets from America, and you know, just all sorts of various like pop culture type related stuff. And then the the sort of like the top floors, mostly where most of the signers were. There was like one big hall where like the main ones were, and then there was like a few dotted around on the on the hallway landings and stuff. And then downstairs, they had like a special little Star Wars zone where it was just like like one run of tables and they had like about sort of 10, 10 from like the original trilogy and a couple from book of Boba down there. Um, and yeah, so, so you could spend, you could spend, I mean, I was there for about three hours. 
And I got it's because I've mostly got the autographs knocked out pretty quick. So because I didn't have a lot of money to sort of spend on other stuff, I had a quick look round, got some business cards off of people that I thought looked good, like good stuff that I might buy in the future and things like that, and just see what's around. And then I, I called it a day just after lunch. Um, went and watched the new Thor on my way home. Oh, nice! Any good? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's quite yeah. funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So yeah, so it was a yeah good. It was a good morning. Um, caught up with a couple of people that I know um, through the hobby as well. Um, one guy called Graham who uh, literally used to live two minutes down the road from me, um, and he goes to quite a lot of these conventions. So he uh, very kindly helps me when I can't go. So he got me a couple of signatures on a Sunday because he did the whole weekend. Oh, um, yeah, so that was good. Um, I'll, uh, I'll put some pictures up on, on uh, the Twitter feed, which is um, at UK Star Wars Pod. If anyone's interested, I'll, I'll put them up. And you can see see what I've got. See the real Cad Bane. He looks like Cad Bane. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You can see me being dwarfed by uh, Tom O'Connell. Yeah, we, he wouldn't be in Mando Series 3, no, because that's after, but well, it kind of runs parallel, does it? Well, do you know what? He had a couple of Mando um, pictures on his table for signing. And I overheard him say to someone, um, like, keep an eye out for my name, Mando 3. Oh. So it sounds like he might have, might have done some stunt work. Maybe not for Mando, but maybe for, like, a different character or something. But, yeah, there was definitely a couple of shots on there. Great. Well, should we move on to the old Mando <laughs> leaked trailer? Yeah, that caught my eye today. Um, and I, as I, I sent it to you, didn't I? But it was like, it was like some, I think it was like a South American account because I didn't understand what the, the text said, but I certainly saw what the video was playing. And I was like, oh, hold on. So it looked pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's it, quite action packed, isn't it? Lots of just Mandalorians um, with all sorts of rockets and <laughs> all sorts of things going on. Obviously, um, it must be set around the whole Mandalore sort of, sort of, you know, coming back to it. Um, but it's quite interesting. I mean, obviously, we, I guess it's still sort of the Empire that sort of has it, the planet. Mm. I don't know. I mean, because it was, I think they flashed back, didn't they? Massive flashbacks in season one. Where there's obviously lots of fire and it all sort of being destroyed and everything. Yeah, and that was in season two, I think. Yeah. Season two. The, the Night of um, a Thousand Tears, you mean? That's it, yeah. The old, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if it's occupied anymore, but, I mean, it's there's certainly going to be a lot of infighting. Obviously, if Mando's trying to get back in their good books and they're not letting him, he's probably going to punch a few of them out and stuff. Um, and they've still got the whole Darksaber conundrum to solve. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a good shot of the armourer getting involved, isn't it? She cracks someone around the edge. Yeah. I mean, who are they fighting? Well. <laughs> Each other? Yeah, well, I it mean, could be. Because obviously you've got, I mean, you have got a bit of a civil war where you've got, you know, Bo-Katan's side, which is kind of more the rebellious with show our faces, and then you've got the other side, which is like this true religious, um, you can't you can't show anything, any part of your skin or, or anything, you know what I mean? Otherwise you're out, mm. unless, you, unless you go back to Mandalore. So, Obviously, that's that's quite an important part because that was writing the book about Boba, wasn't it? You know, that was the that's an important plot for him to then pick up his little uh, his new ship and even his new and his new friend. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, off they go. There's plenty of obviously plenty of shots of Grogu as well. Yeah, he's back. He's going to be back, isn't he? So yeah. Also, as well, there's a there's a, a shot of um, I think it's uh, Sundari, which is the capital or, or one of the main cities of um, Mandalore. Oh, okay, which I think you see quite near, like towards the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it seems like we're def- we're definitely going to get live action Mandalore, which seemed pretty obvious anyway with the way the story was going. But um, yeah, nice to kind of get that confirmed. Yeah, it'd be interesting because obviously it feels like he might be sort of the bridge between these sort of two extremes um and obviously Bo-Katan might she might um have a little bit of a nasty side to her the fact that she can't get the old black saber off him yeah yeah she she was at comic-con was she yeah sorry to interrupt yeah I was just like Katie Sackoff yeah she was there uh just uh just as a, a general point of view <laughs> so yeah that's quite interesting I think but yeah, so, yeah, I think that's... Hopefully they've dropped the trailer. I mean, it's quite weird, obviously, because Celebration was a few weeks ago. I mean, it's quite a good month ago. The fact that it's sort of leaked out now um, is a bit odd, unless somebody was just checking their phone. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that, that that leak was sort of like went up um, sort of within the past 24 hours, really, because like you say, it was quite a long time ago. Maybe they were sitting on the footage and thinking, I can't... Maybe I should wait a little bit while, while the heat dies down so that they won't get maybe picked up as quickly by a Disney and Lucasfilm, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully they will release, um, I mean, they might release an Andor sort of trailer because they've only just launched a teaser, really, and then they might might start warming that up a bit, um, get that going soon. So, yeah, I mean, either way, I don't care. Just keep the old trailers coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. More trailers now. Just keep churning them out. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, mate. That's it. We've got, we've got so much content to come. It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like being a kid at Christmas, really. Because after the, after the Andor, we've got Bad Batch. And, and I think we've got some more uh, visions on its way as well. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see what, what paths they take with that. And then obviously in the new year, we'll get Mando 3 going on to Ahsoka, going on to Tales of the Jedi. Yeah. All sorts of good stuff. Yeah, really good. Really good. Um Cool. Well, we'll move on to that little ILM documentary, which is coming out as well. Yeah. Yeah, that looks really interesting. Um, I think it debuts July the 27th. I don't mind if it's a big, long documentary or, or, or if it's like an episodic thing, but either way, it's going to be so interesting to see like the evolution of basically George Lucas in 1975, 76, basically saying to these people, I need this. And they then they go off and like sort it out, basically. Yeah. Um, like from scratch imagine that must be fucking they must have been well stressed do you know what I mean like <laughs> do this shit this impossible you've never done before uh alright um can we build miniatures <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like, like just filming like in a parking lot and trying to get it all together and then obviously each film that's just it just pushes it a little bit. Well, each Star Wars film it just pushes it a little bit more and more. You know, we even get to Jedi, and then you've got the, the speeder scene. You know, which was again really groundbreaking. And yeah, and then yeah, all well, the offset because I think they've done ET at the time, and they've done all that. Yeah, all those eighties movies where you just got any kind of special effects, their name was all over it. And then obviously Jurassic Park kind of came along, and that kind of sort of first sort of computer generated stuff. Yeah, man. 
and change the game. Yeah, I think in, in the in the trailer they show like ET or like loads of Star Wars stuff, um, Indiana Jones as well. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, all that sort of thing. I mean, did I, I don't know. If they, I know like it's your favourite film, so I'll, I'll ask you. But did they do batteries not included? Oh, I'm not too sure. They might. Have, they might have done. Might have, might have touched it. What do you mean you don't know? No, I don't know. Come on, you've got it on. You've got it on VHS DVD. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't watch the credits. Steel box DVD, Blu-ray. I was, I was too sad. I was too sad at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to the credits. <laughs> just, it's just too sad that they just go home or whatever. They do. I can't remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what happens at the end. Like, obviously, the, the property developer doesn't win. I'm guessing, but I can't remember exactly what. What happens? No, I think they do up the house. They like they do it all up. Like they, they use their little, their little their magic, and it all kind of. So they must have must have done because they had lots of special effects, maybe to make it all look. Because it was all it was run down. Do you remember it was really run down? It's a run down block, um, and uh, that kind of Manhattan, like tall, skinny, multiple apartment top block. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I remember, man. But, I can't remember a lot. I don't think I've seen it as an adult, but I might have done. Oh, know. mate! You know what we should do for a special episode? We should like we should stream it and watch it at the same time. And we can just like comment on it. Yeah, see that one does look like Lona. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Paolo, but did a two, did the two mechanical UFOs have babies in the film? Yeah. And I think one of them dies. Oh God, yeah, I think you're right. And they bury it. They well, they bury. I'm sure it's one of the babies they they bury. That's fucking dark, mate. Jesus Christ! It was only rated you, maybe PG. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's a birth, and it's with the guy who's in Cocoon. He's in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, two two robots had babies. Yeah. That's that work. There's a lot of things aren't working, but we'll just go with it. It was eighties, wasn't it? It was you know, it was pushing boundaries. Cocoon. Wasn't Steve Gutenberg in Cocoon? Uh I don't know, I can't remember. I thought it was a load of old blokes in, in the swimming pool feeling great. Because <laughs> <laughs> they played a rock to the bottom of their pool. <laughs> well yeah, I mean it yeah, it is, but I mean I'm pretty sure Gutenberg is like the like the young, the young buck in it. He's probably yeah, about fucking forty at the time. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need a young, a young comedian just to keep the plot moving. <laughs> probably, he's probably like yeah, with his white coat to give him medicine or something. You know? Oh, fantastic! But then they throw like a million dollars, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Because because they get visited by like a strange white light, don't they? Down by like the the fishing, the old fishing lake or whatever. I'd never saw Cocoon 2. Wasn't it called the... It was called Cocoon the Return, wasn't it? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) I mean, you know, when they're 10 years older, even still, and they're, like, still doing a jig. Well, see, okay, here we go. Amblin were the production company for Batteries Not Included, so that's Spielberg's name written all over it. Mm. So, yeah, Mm. it must have been Industrial Magic. Right. I think James Horn had done the music for it. Did he? Yeah, box office, $65 million. You're joking. Batteries not included. Yeah. I mean, I definitely contributed at least four quid of that. But yeah, I was a Christmas movie. It came on the eighteenth of December. 
Oh wow! Yeah, Captured that Christmas market with dying, dying baby robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, humbling entertainment. Oh man, there you go. So it's... I remember the poster. The poster was like well scary. It was like I think like the old couple sleeping in a bed, and these like and the the UFOs like just creeping in on them. Oh right, I don't remember the poster. Because you know yeah, I mean, I mean like, I must have, well, we must have seen creep. the video. It must have been on video. I don't know. I always remember it always being like on ITV. Like on date, you know what I mean? That Return of the Jedi, like they were just always on sort of, um, you know, yeah, they were just always on maybe a bit of Ferris Bueller and that kind of thing. It was, you know, that kind of, it was just always on like Saturday night. Yeah, or, or Sunday yeah. afternoon type banner. Yeah. You know, robot, baby robots dying at 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cocoon was on obviously that time. I think Cocoon was on every single week on like Channel 4, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So there we go. Anyway, so yeah, we um, so yeah, ILM would have definitely been involved with that. I can't, I, mate. If they if they do any batteries not included, I'll I'll do a, I'll do a shot. Nice. Anyway, getting back to the Star Wars podcast that we we do yeah. every week. <laughs> <laughs> not the batteries not included fan cast. I'll tell you what, mate. We could. There's a niche market there. I'm pretty sure we could probably get five listeners or something. <laughs> Super niche, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was a number two. You know, like that way where they bring a number two in and just yeah, batches included two. No, there wasn't Attack a sequel. Was there? Attack of the drones. Shut <laughs> up! Shut up! You're winding me up. But uh, no. Are you joking me? That's what came up on Google, but I, I don't know if it's actually real or not. Attack of the drones. That's amazing. That's brilliant. Whoever came up with that, fair play to you. You see, so it is sort of related. Attack of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> attack of the Drones. I suppose the third one could be Revenge of the Baby. It like crawls out of the grave. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, um, you mentioned to me the other day that uh, this this month of July sees the uh, what would it be? 10, 20, 20 third anniversary is it of the phantom menace yeah yeah i think it was the 19th of july it came out over here okay um so we'll do a special ep around about that time about our little adventure to, to episode one land which was we went to america because obviously when we found out we were working together at the time of the college weren't we mm. and um uh when we found out that there was going to be this lag i think it's about two months wasn't it I mean, it was a good, it was a good chunk of time, like for us to think seriously about going over to America. Yeah, because I'm sure it came out like around May time to sort of obviously come coincide with some sort of, you know, celebration of the original Star Wars. It would be around about May time in America, but then mm. the fact that then they just held on to it till July, you know, over here. But I think we went over. I've got, I think it was late May, wasn't it? Early June. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was like we definitely. It was definitely a good, at least a month and month and a half before it came out over here, for sure. We we went over like pretty rapid as soon as we found out that it was going to be a time difference. Um, so yeah, yeah tell so, everyone about our adventures of us in America when we were probably about eighteen, nineteen. I think it was. Yeah, I was. I was because the drinking age over there is twenty one, isn't it? So I was only. I was just coming up to be nineteen. I think. Yeah. I think I think Tim was the only one that was actually over twenty one, was he? At the yeah, time? he kept buying. 
like smuggling beers in the back room where we were. Yeah, I was like drinking brown paper bags on down by the old uh, yeah. Uh, baseball, amateur baseball, and all that in Central Park. Yeah, which is Central Park. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll kind of reminisce about that a lot with Star Wars because it was very intertwined with Star Wars. You know, going to Los Angeles and New York, and and yeah, even just our first show was quite dramatic as well, wasn't it? Oh, mate, so, uh, Street, Yeah, yeah. Big drama. There's there's big drama. There's highs. There's lows. Yeah. There's romance. Really no, no, there was never any romance. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> no um, we had drama definitely we definitely we had a lot get, of drama yeah kept getting ripped off kept getting ripped tourists. off kept walking around <laughs> kept walking on the freeways because we didn't know any better <laughs> for hours on end <laughs> we didn't drive <laughs> anywhere man you need a car to live over there didn't you jesus <laughs> definitely los angeles yeah so um yeah so we can tell you all our little funny stories and yeah we, we managed to survive it which is really good um yeah so we could do that sort of around the anniversary of the 19th time yeah def- yeah time. definitely i feel i feel like we need to prepare a little bit for that one so that we can yeah, bring as yeah, much to the table. i think it'll be a good sort of like hour hour and a half long podcast i think <laughs> it'd be a lot of fun and also dear listener we both paolo and i have got loads of um photographic evidence from that holiday as well so we'll be able to dig those out and, and hopefully put a few up on the twitter feed and stuff um actual yeah. photos not downloaded from um from digital phones and stuff these are actual polaroid celluloid six by fours but i'll tell you what um a bit slight change i've got um advertised to uh, i think on like, instagram so headspace right you know if you know about it it's like it's kind of mental health type it's basically meditation apps quite they're quite hefty right quite hefty in price i never bought it but i know people bought it so now they're doing that special star wars section on headspace oh yeah so i bought it hooked <laughs> <laughs> in I'll skip to the beginning a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can, I can do the breathing, whatever. I'm going to Star Wars section. So I went to the Star Wars section. Basically, they've got Tatooine for 45 minutes. All right. And you just listen to it, and you can you can either listen just to, to the atmosphere of Tatooine, like the markets and things like that going on. Yeah. Uh, or you can put in the voiceover, and then they tell a story. Okay over the top and it's basically 45 minutes in the mid to obviously get you to go to sleep it's very soothing and all this and they've got like an x-wing adventure on there as well x-wing voyage voyage and they've got breathe with chewbacca <laughs> how is that going to be re- how is that going to be relaxing I, I don't know like how you breathe with him or you breathe with yoda or you could breathe Vati. i mean surely the first one would be breathe with darth vader surely yeah yeah that's, then that's the trick he's the king of breathing yeah so yeah, it's a Tatooine sunset sleep cast. So yeah, I, I haven't listened to it that much, so I'll have a right. listen and do a review of it. We we do a little review next next episode. Yeah, and I'll try and play some over the microphone. Yeah, nice, so nice. People can hear it. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm talking about. But yeah, no, I feel like that caught my eye. So in that kind of way that you sort of buy anything Star Wars, <laughs> that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the missus. <laughs> well, I hope it's beneficial, mate, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's got to, got to help you out, hasn't it? Yeah, that's it. I think it, it helps other people. Obviously, I, I sleep perfectly. In actual fact, this is way past my bedtime. So, 
But it might be a day where I do need Tatooine in the background just to let me drift off, you know, the sounds of Tatooine. You might need a little bit of Tatooine sunset there to help you uh, drift off, mate. You never know. Had to be Tatooine, didn't it? Yeah, of course. We're back there again. Do you know what I mean? Every, everyone in the fandom's just like, more Tatooine, here we go. Yeah, even bloody headspace are in on it. Yeah, mindfulness. Yeah, let's take you to a nice desert planet. The other day on Twitter, I think you saw the moon during the day and I saw the moon during the day. And mm. I, and uh, one of my sons said, is that the moon? I went, no, it's a space station. And then he went, Daddy, you're always talking Star Wars. <laughs> so my older one, he absolutely fucking hates Star Wars because I just keep watching Star Wars in front of him. <laughs> he watch anything apart from like, he watch bloody Garfield, he watch any old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like anything but Star Wars, please. Yeah. And then, so I always put these little Star Wars gags in there, little Star Wars. But he knows them. He know he knows he knows that I'm talking because I end up sort of even putting on some sort of accent. Yeah, that's brilliant, <laughs> mate. That's brilliant. I love that. Keep at it. You'll convert so, him. You'll get him. I know. I will do. I think he just needs to. He's a bit older, but my younger one, he's well into it. Yeah, he sounds like a good so, lad. Yeah, just I stick with the one this morning. I'd um I'd actually I with the I had a little thing with the kids this this weekend actually just gone on, on the Sunday um like I don't know I don't know how it came up but like they they both know who Nine Num is okay so because there's a video on on YouTube where you know where he does that laugh in Jedi where he's like <laughs> like that yeah, in yeah, yeah. The Falcon yeah someone stitched it together and done it for ten minutes. <laughs> just a constant 10 minute nine numb laugh right so like it's like a little in joke between me and my kids where we're just like oh nine numb laugh for 10 minutes and we we all go like that and um so for some reason like someone mentioned it one of them mentioned it on sunday and i said oh do you want to see it so we got it up and uh and then someone stitched together another video where it was like um every appearance by nine numb in like all the films that he's been in right so we sat there and watched it. It was about three and a half minutes long or something like that. So I said, okay, well, there's a little potted guide of like nine numb. So we'll, we'll sit down and watch it. So it had like Jedi and then like his little cameo appearances in like Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker and stuff like that. And uh, so by the end of it, I've got like these two kids just walking around the living room, just going, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> shouting out nine numb and stuff. And I was like, do you, uh, do you fancy you like watching like the film and seeing seeing how it all plays out no brilliant no no thanks dad oh, oh okay so <laughs> it's this youtube generation in it they get a little three minute video and they're like yeah i'm happy with that done yeah we'll get there we'll get there they both know a lot of stuff about it but they won't actually sit down and watch it yeah that's, that's i think problem. that's it maybe they're just all a bit too young i don't know i can't really remember when i sort of started getting into it, into it i don't know but you know what i mean what age it was but um also, we didn't have many options then. Do you know what I mean? That's like, true. That's a handful true. of VHSs, quick trip down to the old video shop every Saturday. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and even they didn't really have many options. The old video shops. <laughs> you know, you know, you couldn't you couldn't go in the eighteen nightmare on Elm Street sort of Halloween section. That was a no no. So 
Yeah, you're not allowed to yeah, hang around get the, P, the PG section. <laughs> I think I was about three. I think I was about three or four when I first saw A New Hope. Yeah, I, mean, I, I definitely remember watching it like lots of times, but I don't know when I actually. I, I always remember actually this bit sort of semi not controversial, but watching Return of the Jedi a lot more because it was on ITV and I think I recorded it. Do you know what I mean? Um, because obviously it was the newer yeah. one then. Um, so yeah, I remember seeing that a lot more, and then actually New Hope not that much. You know what I mean? So uh, Empire Strikes Back, I definitely remember seeing that as well quite a few times. Cause I remember the snow stuff. So yeah, some um, yeah. Now they've just got so so much sort of options and stuff that with all the apps, it's quite tricky to try and keep them on the on the franchise. Well, yeah, but that's it, mate. That's why we've got to guide them. You see? Yeah, but subtly guide them. Guide them through the minefields, yeah. through the asteroid field. Like you, say. like you kind of watch it, and they sort of kind of come into the room, but you know they're coming into the room. So, what are you watching, Daddy? Oh, just a bit of this, you know. Just, <laughs> just watching Obi Wan. Your kids just come in. They're like, "You're not watching Attack of the Clones again, Dad, are you?" <laughs> Bloody hell! <laughs> but there's this. Um, but in saying that, my older one really loves this book, which is uh, "Where's Wookie." Right. <laughs> There's, where, yeah. where's Wookiee and you've got at the front of it uh, obviously Chewbacca's one of the characters but they give you like eight characters to find you know all the different Latin you know they've got like you know, the Death Star they've got to, obviously they've got Tatooine um, oh, of course yeah. they've got Jabba's Palace they've got all these kind of like and you obviously find Chewbacca and then you can find uh, Han Solo the Millennium Falcon like all these different you know, kind of and some and Boba Fett and some other bounty hunters and things so yeah, he's well into that. So he knows all the characters as well. He's getting to, this is like ultimately massively teasing me. Knows the characters. He sort of knows knows the planets. But still, whenever yeah. I force it any any lines on him, he shuts down. Yeah, so basically he's saying that he, they know loads of stuff about it and they can tell you names and what whatnot, but they just won't sit down and actually watch it, is that? That's it. Yeah. Basically. So yeah. But yeah, we'll keep we'll keep going. We'll keep going. <laughs> keep chipping yeah. away. <laughs> so yeah, we're cool, man. Well, it's good to catch up this week. You suddenly had a great time Friday. Definitely, we've got good. Hopefully, an interview lined up, which is brilliant. Maybe a couple. Um, yeah, yeah. Get, get them on, and then obviously our little episode one, and as we sort of count down to Andor. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely do an episode one feature. That'd be that'd be really exciting. Um, as I say, we're on Twitter at uh, UK Star Wars Pod. If anyone wants to to chuck us any suggestions for topics, or if you just want to say hi or something, that'd be great. Um, email as well, um, UK SW Podcast at hotmail.co.uk. Uh, drop us a mail. Let us know what's cracking. And uh, yeah, it's been great, mate. Yeah, speak to you later, mate. May the force be with you. As always. Security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission. Stand by.